Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 834. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 95. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We'll continue on with Psalm 95, but first a word from this sponsor. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Psalm 95 goes like this. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massa in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For forty years I was angry with that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. It's an interesting psalm because it is in two different voices. It is in the voice of the psalmist, and then it goes into the voice of God in verse 8. And so first we get the psalmist telling the people, extolling them to cry out to God, to sing to God, to shout the praises of God. And later on, we get what God has to say to the people. So let's start at the beginning here. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. And so we have this call for worship, this call for singing and even shouting. Now, shouting is not something we do in my church, but maybe we should do more of it. But basically, it is a joyful shout, a joyful shout of praise to God. I was on a 
train in New York City just last week, and there was someone who came from a different Christian tradition than mine who was preaching on the subway. Not sure that that's necessarily the most effective way, but she was doing it, and every other word, every other sentence was alleluia, and I think that's kind of what we're talking about here, this this. I can't hold in the alleluias. This I can't hold in my praise to God. And the psalmist is encouraging us, let those out, to let out our songs, to let out our alleluias, to let out our praise to God. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. And it's interesting to think that when we worship, those songs that we sing are not just nice songs, and they're not just songs that remind us of God, which they do, and that can be a very useful part of worship, because many of us can feel things in songs and can hear things in songs that might not get in otherwise. So singing has a different role in worship, but also just the fact that we are singing to God. The fact that this song, for instance, and this was a song, was to the praise of God. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. And the the is very important here. The Lord isn't not just a great God. You know, as you rate your gods, he's in the top 25% or whatever. The Lord is the great God. The Lord is the great King above all gods. The, the Lord is supreme. And in his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. So both the, the very low and the very high Everything in between is his. The sea is his, his he, for he made it, his hands formed the dry land. And so from the sea to the dry land, to the deserts, to the mountain peaks, to the depths of the ocean, it's all his, the psalmist says. And in because of that, because of that fact, let us come bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. So many times, pastoral images are used in scripture, especially in Psalms. We obviously know the Lord is my shepherd is something that's probably one of the most familiar songs. But this is another one of those where we remember that God is our shepherd and we are his flock. And we use that term for believers, people at the church, the flock. We talk about the pastor and his flock. And pastor does come from pastoral. It comes from the word shepherd. It is what the word means originally. Let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. So kneel because God is supreme because God is above all things, because everything from the depths to the mountains to the dry land to the sea are his. What do you do when you come before someone like that? Well, there is no one else like that. You bow down. And then you remember that we are his. Now, what does it mean to be God's? And Jesus gets into this a bit in the New Testament and says that his sheep know his voice. And part of that means is that the sheep that follow him are his. The sheep that hear his voice and go where he tells them to go are his. And so to be under God's care and in his flock also means we need to be obedient to him, that when he goes left, we need to go left. When he goes right, we need to go right. When he goes straight, we need to follow after. 
Today, if you would only hear his voice, and then we switch. So the psalmist saying, if only you could hear what God was saying to you. And then he says it would sound like this. Do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did at that day at Massah in the wilderness. And he's bringing up where in Exodus, the people of God were ready to leave and go home to Egypt because they did not trust that God was going to provide for them. And the place where this happened got the names of Meribah, quarreling, and Massa testing because of what happened there. And we have some time in this particular psalm because it's a little shorter. So let's talk about what happened at Meribah. So Meribah comes from Exodus 17, and the people are thirsty. They grumbled against Moses and said, why did you bring us out of Egypt to make our children die of, and our livestock die of thirst? And Moses said to God, what am I going to do with them? He says, go out, take some of the people, strike the rock, and it will produce water. And it does. And then they call that place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord. So that time of testing there, that time of quarreling, is what God is referring to here, or what the psalmist says God would refer to. Do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did at the day of Massa in the wilderness. So don't be quarreling and testing God. Don't harden your hearts, but be ready to listen to God. Listen to what God has to say. Where your ancestors tested me, so they tested them in the wilderness. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. So Remember that this is a story from Exodus, and it's a story that happens after they are rescued from Egypt through the 10 plagues, through the Passover, through the guiding through the Red Sea, all of these miracles that that generation saw, and yet they got out here and they're like, we don't have water, we're going to die. Because clearly God must brought us out here to kill us. And all of those, you know, I don't know what they were thinking, but that's what they were thinking. That basically they, their faith got to that point and ran out. Though they had seen what I did, for 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And so what happens here in Exodus is they are not allowed in all over a certain age. I think it's the age of 13, the age of accountability were not allowed into the promised land. And so they had to wait for that other generation to die out in the wilderness. And so the context here is we should pray, we should praise. And if only you could hear his voice, if only you could hear what God says, and what God is saying is don't harden your hearts, don't be like those stubborn people out in the wilderness who tested God, who tried God, even though they had seen what God did. Instead, we are called to be the people of his pasture, the flock under his care, those who come when he calls. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening.
I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grotheis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.